Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the nightmare hunts. I want to give my full review of them now. Been doing some of the time trials and the harder difficulties and wanted to give my full thoughts. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you could probably catch me live right now at SayNoToRage.com. I am usually live on Twitch when these hit the feed, so go to SayNoToRage.com. You'll come right to my Twitch channel. If I'm not live, you can hit follow. If you're on YouTube, hit like and subscribe. Helps me out. So the reason I want to give my review of Nightmare Hunts is I'm a big fan of them. So keep that in mind. I will I will get pretty pretty critical in this video because there are some things about them that I really really don't like. There are things about them that I really do like. I actually enjoy the structure and the idea of them, and I've been doing them a lot. I've been doing my little guide videos for you to get the time trials, and we've been learning things along the way, and sort of the approach to the time trials and a lot of what we were doing it made me realize some things about them that I really do think need fixed for future iterations of this type of content Uh, because I do think this has so much potential and it's so close one of the themes of this video is they are so close to getting this this right so and I am recording this on November the 7th so I don't know if they have any planned updates to Nightmare Hunts but I'm going to start with the good I want to talk about the good first I do believe there's good things about these Nightmare Hunts I do believe people are overlooking them and maybe understating the value of what they bring and what you can use them for second I want to talk about the bad I do think there are significant flaws in the design of Nightmare Hunts that probably are turning a lot of people off to engaging with them and then I want to end by saying ways to improve the good the bad and then ways to improve. So the good. I love that they are short and sweet and it makes it's great for like maximizing time for trials. If you're going for the time trials that is. I I love that they're short and sweet. You're kind of in there, you're out. Oh, this isn't going well. Let's start over. Okay, let's start over. I do wish you started these types of encounters with full with full ammo cuz going to You know, the tribute hall every time is a little silly, but I love that they're short and sweet because it's like, okay, it's not going well. Let's get out of here. It's not like a nightfall where you get really, really far into it and you're like, ah, we're like nine or 10 minutes in. Let's keep going or should we bail? You can get two or three minutes in and be like, this isn't going well. I'm out of ammo. I'm out of Izanagi's, whatever. Let's start over, especially when you're going for the time trial. Now, obviously, if you're not going for the time trial and you're just going for those quick farms because Gaul is a really quick farm, the Fnatic is a really quick farm. If you're just going for the quick farms then you're not necessarily backing out but that short and sweet value point is still there for you because you're in there and you're out in like five to six minutes if you get really good at it the modifiers are really good too i like that they force you to have creative builds and have team synergy you're timing certain things you're doing certain things in conjunction with your team and that's really fun in a small team environment for a really really quick encounter i love that about the nightmare hunts at master They're pushing you to play Destiny in a particular way. It's also a really great environment for you to think about your build, your stats, your loadout, your mods, uh, the guns that you're using. And I don't think we get that anywhere else. If you guys are familiar with my content, prior to Shadowkeep, people kept talking about, we need more stats and perks on armor. And I was like, but for what? What reason? And one of the things I always said was, if they suddenly give us the ability to min-max and really invest in armor stats and our builds, we need difficulty spectrum. I need harder content that's going to press in on me and force me to think through those things and to maximize my build. And that's exactly what Master Nightmare Hunts are doing. I'm sure people are going to chime in and say, Master Nightfalls are doing very similar things, and I happen to to agree with that as well. I think it's also a great scale for currency earn rate. 
for the lectern. And this is what I think people are overlooking. Well, we should be able to get enhancement enhancement prisms or, or ascendant shards. No, those are in Nightfalls. This has its own value structure and currency structure. It's a really, really good earn rate for the lectern if you have a really good team. It's very similar to the menagerie. If you go into the menagerie with a really, really good team, you're going to burn through it in, you know, seven or eight minutes. If you're a solo player and you are, you know, kind of matchmaking and you're going in and it's taking you a long time. You're both getting the guns. One is getting it quicker than the other. And a very similar spectrum of engagement exists here as well. A hardcore team can grind Gaul or the Fanatic or something in five to six minutes and get a great turnover rate of Phantasmal Cores, uh, Phantasmal Fragments, uh, the Essence itself. Uh, and then you're getting a whole lot more of the guns more often. If you're a more casual player and you kind of have to take the lower difficulties or you can't do the harder difficulties, you can still engage with the fragment farm. You can still go for the fragments and you can still go for the essences, but it's slower. This is a good format going forward. I really like the idea that a casual is not unable to chase the weapons. It's not it's not held at arm's length from them. It's just a slower you know, turnover rate. And then for me, I can go into a master nightmare hunt and burn the sucker down and just grind it for a couple hours with my buddies, get a big stack of cores and fragments, and then I can make a bunch of guns like I did this morning. Now let's talk about the bad. So that's the good. It's short and sweet. The modifiers force creative team synergy and builds, and then it's a great scale from casual to hardcore for the earn rate. Now let's talk about the bad. This is where I'm going to get pretty critical, okay? Because one of the things they're doing uh, about this 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 kind of content is is they're trying out new things they've got unstable essence they've got all this other stuff and initially i thought oh the nightmare hunt bosses aren't exactly reskins because there's new mechanics and the fights go a little bit differently and it was not too bad in the lower difficulties but when you get into the higher difficulties some of this stuff rears its head to be pretty poor the boss fight mechanics are literally terrible i mean i just have to say it they are awful the way they have set up the boss the boss fight mechanics I I can't say anything good about it. It's stupid. Now, I guess I can't say something good about it. It's not a bad idea, but the implementation is utterly horrible. And I'm going to give you an example of how. If you're unfamiliar with the fights, you go in and the boss is damageable. And there's there's nightmares in the room and some adds. You can kill those nightmares to get unstable essence. Unstable essence gives you increased damage against nightmares and nightmare bosses. And that can actually help you with the burn rate. When we finally make our guide, if we make our guide for Omnigol, that's going to be included in the strategy. But most of the time, if you're trying to burn the boss down really fast, you're not even wasting time with the unstable. You're just kind of baking the boss as quickly as you can. Then they go immune, and they spawn enemies, they spawn some nightmares. Once the nightmares are dead, they become attackable once more. I don't think there's anything sort of logistically wrong with saying you can do so much damage or have a certain length of time for the damage phase, and then that goes away, and you have to do something in the room to satisfy another damage phase. I'm okay with that on paper, but the implementation is utterly terrible. What ends up happening is you do a bunch of damage to the boss which they encourage you to do because they have something in the game called Supreme Mods. So Supreme Nightmare Banisher, Supreme Nightmare Crusher, and Supreme Nightmare Breaker. These are all the highest level of mods in the game. They only exist in Nightmares. So you grind Legend and you get these to drop. 
they are encouraging you to do a bunch of damage. If you do a bunch of damage when you first go into the room, you make the fight worse for yourself. Let's imagine you get about 50% of the damage down on the boss and then they go immune. Then you kill the nightmares and clear the ads and you think, hey, it's time for another damage phase. Nope, you miss a damage phase. They immediately go immune again because there's some stupid damage check where you did too much damage and we're not going to allow you to have your second damage phase. There is literally no reason for that. It's bad design, it's terribly implemented, and they need to update it. For one, I think immunity is, is, is terrible. If you're going to do it, it should not be implemented in the way that it is, okay? I hate immunity, but if you're going to do immunity, at least do it in a way where it seems fair and not cheap and robbing the player of damage phases. So that needs to change. Uh, It's very, very, you know, close to good. It's very close to good. Boss fights can be very, very good. Maybe no immunity. Maybe require us to get the unstable essence to do damage. Maybe give them really, really big health pools. So without unstable essence, you can't really chisel them down. Something like that. I, I don't know. Requiring us to interact with a mechanic or a relic would be better than immunity. I think they're really close to being good because it's like you got to do something in there. You got to do something in the fight and then you do damage. But the implementation of the health gates and the immunity is is ruining it. The other thing that I think is really, really bad about Nightmare Hunts is RNG on the ad spawns. This really only rears its head when you're going for time trials, but I think it's worth stating, okay? It makes running these and strategizing and coming up with the absolute fastest run you can and the builds and the synergy as a team, it kind of throws that into upheaval. There, Imagine that being in a raid. Go here, stand here, kill the thing. But sometimes ads are going to spawn behind you. Sometimes there's going to be extra ads. Sometimes there's going to be triple the nightmares. There's way too many, way too much RNG to maximize the time trial. I could get over that because, again, it's just for the time trial because they are short and sweet and you can be like, we got a bad run, let's try again. But in general, I think content that's going to be this difficult, have that many modifiers, require that much synergy of the team, require that much thoughtfulness about your build, your loadout, and your stuff, I don't think it should have RNG on the ad spawns. So that's the bad. These are things that if tweaked, I think this is a great format going forward. So let's end by talking about ways to improve. I think having a clearer line to the guns and essence completion should be taking place within the nightmare hunts themselves. I think the essences and what you have to do to satisfy them should be maybe tied more intrinsically to the actual nightmare hunts and to the bosses and in the actual progression through. I also think a chance for curated drops on master would be pretty cool. A fully masterwork gun could drop. Maybe curated rolls could drop because they're pretty hard fights, a low drop rate, and then you could farm them not for the essence, not for the fragments, but maybe for a gun drop could be cool. It could also be an opportunity to fix another problem. You have the actual Dream Bane armor dropping with almost always terrible stats, and this could be a way to implement better versions of the Dream Bane armor. You could do the same thing in the dungeon. This is harder content, this is aspirational content, and when this armor drops, it has better stats, or it's fully masterworked with better stats. Something along those lines, again, you'd probably want to have a low drop rate. Essence requirements could tie into the Nightmare bounties a bit better instead of having me going into strikes, or other locations are just running around the moon so overall they've got a great starting place i think nightmare hunts are in a good spot but they have some things about them that make them unappealing 
to even people like me that enjoy them there are things about them that make them unappealing uh, once I get the time trial on Omnigol or Crota I highly doubt I'm ever going to go in there ever again I think that's a significant problem I would I would imagine they would want us to maybe have a reason to go in each week on the harder difficulties and they should think through some of that loot incentivization and think through making the boss fights less frustrating and maybe even consider getting rid of some of the RNG on the ad spawns as always if you're listening to this on iTunes Google Play Spotify or watching on YouTube you can catch me live right now at saynotorage.com and we're going to go to Q&A next please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the question and answer session that followed my review of the Nightmare Hunts. I gave a more full review after trying to do some of the Master Nightmare Hunt time trials. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me right now live on Twitch. Just go to saynotorage.com. It'll bring you to my Twitch channel. We're going to jump right into the questions. We're only going to do about a 45-minute Q&A session because they are pushing out the Pinnacle update today, uh, and we're doing this right around reset. So I'm going to jump right in and try and go a little bit faster. Uh, Claytonk says, I know Destiny isn't a suspenseful shooter, but what are your thoughts on changes in the enemy positioning and behavior? Enemies are often in the open and just roaming like animals instead of doing what they should logically be doing. What if the open world was generally clear of the enemies and they were accessible in nooks, crannies, caves, etc.? I don't think this far into the franchise they can they can change that much of the of the identity and the feel of Destiny. It'd be really, really weird to say oh, all of a sudden the enemies are hiding and and, uh, doing like, gotcha, and like, you know, jumping out. I don't think they're going to do that. I think one of the appeals of this game is that at a low level, you can just run around a public space and get those easy headshots and get those easy kills. I I do think that um, there's probably an update, right? Um, I do think that one of the appeals of this game to casuals, at least, is that you need need to be able to just kind of go in and play. Um... And if you are unable uh, to do that, if it's not like a super easy thing, if it's kind of if it's kind of like difficult or as you're saying, kind of hard to find the enemies and things like that, I would think there'd be a danger in turning away uh, some of those people that just like the the sort of generic easy peasy uh, gameplay. Now, I will say this is one of the things they've done well with things like the champions. Um with the champions, you go into an encounter, you go into nightmare hunts at Master or Nightfalls or whatever, and there is an extra layer of challenge and and positioning and your loadout and your weapons and all those things are in they're, they're in a way sort of asking you to play differently and I think that's a better lane to go down instead of completely changing the, the, the presence of enemies and everything uh, that's going on, so... Uh, I'm not sure if pe- people are saying there are um, there are patch notes. If there's significant patch notes to read, we can read them. But generally, this is probably going to be pretty basic patch notes about the Pinnacle update. Doctor Sprepper, why do you think you uh, have been strand? Uh, why do you think you have been struggling in landing the loot grind for them perfectly? I don't know why you're saying you. Do you think they're scared of overdoing it like they did in the Menagerie, or do you think they are just uh, a lot of moving parts and they don't want to do more uh, than to turn tune more knobs than needed? Not significant. Yeah, I didn't think the patch notes would be that significant. I mean, I I get I get that they are probably fearful of having another Menagerie moment, but I also think. Um, yeah, Battle.net, I believe Bungie.net is, is, uh, is whitelisted because that came through. I, I think they've gotten really close to getting it right. I think Vex Offensive, I think the Lectern are really good examples of, of getting it right. You know, Ikora as an NPC being similar to Ada. 
I think they're very, very close. I don't think they need to go much higher than the generosity of Vex Offensive. I really don't. Um, so, I think, I think whenever, whenever you're you're going to be creating content with loot pursuit, there's two dangers. One's too transactional and too easy. The other is too much RNG and too much frustration. So, I think in general. Uh, You've gotta, you've gotta get it right, and I think I feel like the lectern, um, I feel like the lectern and the vex offensive with Ikora is really, really good. So the cliff notes from the patch notes are: they fix Izanagi, the power pinnacle change that we knew about, and seasonal weapons drop from vex offensive. Oh yeah, those two guns, the machine gun and the auto rifle. Light leap says. Don't you think that the Nightmare Hunts direct, uh, directly for the gun would be better? With Master having the highest drop chance, I'm kind of bored that I grind everything for currency in the game. Well, and this is the thing. That's why I think the Lectern is in a good place. I like the idea of saying, I'd like to get this gun, and then you have to go do things to satisfy that bounty. we got to be careful. Because if you turn every activity into a just run the loop get the thing run the loop get the thing run the loop get the thing i think you start to erode at the game feeling like it's this big expansive world and you're going into all these different places the candy the candy mission for festival of the lost where you went to every planet every npc it was kind of good to remind players that like hey there's a whole world here and whenever you do what you're saying I worry that you're going to turn the game too much into siloed containers that have no connection to each other oh I want this gun all day nightmare hunt all day all day oh I want this all day raid all day night all day nightfalls whatever I do think um I do think that whenever you're whenever you're giving us things to do I think there's room to say grab the thing and go do some public events. Grab the thing and go do some strikes. Grab this and go do that. I don't think that's wrong, but I definitely think there is some advantage to saying, you know, we're going to streamline this a little bit. A little bit. And I don't necessarily know what the answer is for the lectern. Because I don't want to ba- I don't want to turn everything into a hopper of just run nightmare hunts, just run this, just run that. And then the public space and the bounties and the lost sectors and the public events and like all those pieces of content just start to get kind of ignored and you're not really feeling like you're in a, like a living world. Uh, I hope I'm making my point clear that like there's kind of an advantage to forcing you to do things that might seem mundane because you're constantly kind of changing up your behavior. You might be kind of complaining about it. You're like, I don't really want to go do, you know, public events or patrols or anything like that, you know, but if they didn't ask you to do that and you basically just stayed in all day one nightmare hunt over and over and over and over again it might make you feel like there's like that's literally all you're doing and you're not really changing it up there's no diversity um it's supposed to be an open world and not a collection of mini games i like that reasoning that's a really good summary that's a really good summary of my answer it's not supposed to be just a bunch of mini games that you're hopping from it's supposed to be a connected world and i think the challenge is we just want the loot and i think sometimes and the guy from um the guy from the diablo 3 loot 2.0 system that weighed in and had that long reddit post about anthem 
and he weighed in something he said that was really important he was like you kind of have to save players from themselves because if all they care about is this item and they can run in a tiny circle to just keep getting the item they will do that they will take the path of least resistance we are like water okay we're rushing down a hillside and anytime we're doing that we are going to trend toward uh, the, the path of least resistance and when we do that uh, when we do that oh no I just accidentally banned Josh with the spoon sorry uh, uh, I'm fixing it uh, sorry Josh with the spoon uh, I'm trying to time out somebody who's being very disruptive in chat and the freaking thing is supposed to stop they, they were supposed to update Twitch I'm sorry Josh with the spoon for the accidental ban whenever I scroll it's supposed to stop the scroll and I scroll and go to click and it scrolls anyway like Twitch was supposed to update that I'm supposed to be able to scroll up and stop the, the chat from scrolling so I can more effectively ban people to the guy in chat that just keeps pestering about a skipped question politely shut the frick up and stop you're just you're, you're just pestering everybody in chat about a question that didn't get asked so get over it the, the chat's not about you you are literally disrupting all of chat about one question so now you're in a timeout because you can't let it go um so the the way the way that the way that the game is set up right now you literally can't like just create like you said a bunch of mini games that unfortunately as i said the guy the guy that made the post on reddit okay the guy that made the post on reddit you've got to protect players from themselves so if you could literally just run a nightmare hunt all day and get tons of great drops tons of great things you know and in this case you're saying directly get the gun now i did say in my video i'm not necessarily disagreeing with myself here i did say in my video that it would be cool if there was like a low chance drop rate of like a, a curated version of the gun or something um, or you know, just the gun in general has a low drop rate, or maybe better stats on the on the lectern uh, dreambane armor. Maybe the stats are better if you go into a master nightmare hunt or something. But you've really got to be careful. You've got to protect. You've got to protect the players from themselves because they'll just turn it into that, and then they'll get burned out and bored really, really quickly, and they're going to ignore all that swath of content that you created and they're going to stick to one lane that is like the most rewarding um a low change drop for curated for the two hardest difficulties yeah something like that uh something like that there's an update i can try and grab another update steam steam was not wanting to grab it now i meant to do this at the beginning of the q a session i meant to do this at the beginning of the q a session I snapped at a guy the other day in Q&A and people on YouTube were giving me a lot of grief for it. They were like, why would you insult somebody like that? Why would you snap? Uh, you might even wonder why I just snapped at that guy. You gotta understand, when you're listening to the audio version or you're watching on YouTube, you're not here in the live fire exercise of people coming in and trying to disrupt things. And the guy I snapped at the other day has consistently come in and taken shots at my uh, at my integrity and he was doing it the day I snapped at him. So you just, you thought I just snapped at a viewer and called him names and banned him. Now, I, I, didn't, I didn't handle it well. I got triggered because I don't like having my integrity questioned. And after like two weeks of people calling me a shill, and an apologist on YouTube comments because they can't conceive of anybody thinking that the Eververse is okay because they just they resort to name calling. It just got to me. It got to me. And having somebody question my integrity like that ticked me off and I admittedly got a little triggered. And the guy just recently that I just timed out, he's in here disrupting a chat room and we've got 1,600 viewers and I get sick of it. So I bopped him and, you know, the mods probably either didn't see it or they were doing something else or something like that. So... 
you know, you stabbed at me for asking about medical eyewear. <laughs> shut, shut the frick up, Gamma Trap. Um, that was pretty funny though. Uh, so sometimes just, just, just be aware. Uh, I'm not, I'm not a schizophrenic person. I'm, if I snap at somebody or bop them, it's cause we're in a live environment and they're being disruptive or harming, uh, the chat. And when you're listening to the audio version or watching on YouTube, you're not experiencing that. You just, all you get is me and the question on screen. So you don't necessarily maybe understand why somebody might get wrapped on the, wrapped on the face and told to, to politely shut the frick up because you're not here. And, uh, you got to give me some of that leeway. Uh, you have to give me some of that leeway and trust to know that I'm not doing that just to be a big bad meanie. Um, it's just, it's tough to sit in this chair and deal with the constant criticism and pot shots that people take at you. And sometimes I may overreact. Uh, light leap. Never mind vendor resets. What do you think about the lack of world loot drop refresh? It's a good feeling in the game when random legendaries can be interesting. Right. I, I do think that there could be something done there. But again, I think Shadow Keep was not the time to do that. Like, this was, this was where. I analyzed the player feedback leading up to Shadow Keep, and I sort of adjusted and said, you know what? They can't do any reskins right now. They can't bring back year one guns. They can't bring back a bunch of year one armor because people are basically going to say, this is ludicrous. I, I'm paying for reskins. Why am I paying for reskins? And so I think that was one of the reasons why that guy tried to come in and like say, oh, you just flip-flopped. You need to make up your mind. You're always changing your, your position. Okay, he was intimating that I was basically changing my position to defend Bungie no matter what, which is what typically, that's what, that's what triggered me and ticked me off. I adjusted my position, but I still think vendors need refreshed and world drops need refreshed. Adjusting my position doesn't mean I flip-flopped on it. I still think vendors like Zavala and Shax and Drifter need an update. They do. They need a refresh. I think they should mimic what Ikora has with the weapon frames and the currency. They already have the bounties and the currency. Just give them the weapon frames every season. One or two will do it, as well as maybe even frames for their armor, so you could grind for a god roll full armor set from Zavala or Shaxx. Now, on top of that, I am also saying it would be nice to have the world drops get updated too. The NPCs on the planets. Like, that would be nice too, to have that updated, okay? That's me adjusting my position. I've not completely backtracked and said, nope, we don't want vendor refreshes. Vendor refreshes or world updates are trash and stupid, and we should never do it. I still stand by my statements from two years ago that the vendors are a massive, massive potential for update and giving us something to grind every season and having seasonal rank. But I don't think it should have landed with Shadowkeep. I think the focus of Shadowkeep should be the Lectern, Eris, and Ikora, and the Vex Offensive, and the Dungeon, and the and the seasonal, um, I'm sorry, the Escalation Protocol event inside of Sorrow's Harbor. I think that focusing on that makes it clearer what we paid for. We paid for Shadowkeep and, and Season of the Undying, and that's what this is. From here on out, if they want to do updates to vendors on the planets or the world drops or the vendors themselves, right? I I think I think if they do it, it needs to be free. It needs to be free. It should if it's in the paid content, you're gonna get those criticisms, you're gonna get those people angry about saying, oh my gosh, I'm paying for reskins, right? And so I've simply adjusted what I think about it. Um, I've only ever seen you completely fit your position a couple of times and when you do you make it very clear that you used to think compared to what you think now and why you've changed always detailed and informative right I I think and as, as what declared legend is saying like being willing to adjust my position and listen to reason and change what I think about certain things by interacting with the community I don't know why anybody would try and insinuate that's a negative thing um, and again 
you have to understand. I, I, I don't want to make an excuse for me, you know, smacking a guy and calling him stupid. You know, verbally smacking a guy and calling him stupid. I think I stooped too far down the ladder of like roasting a troll. I will admit that maybe I went too far, but I'm not making excuses. You just have to understand. Sitting in this chair day in, day out since D2 launched and constantly being told that I'm both a shill and apologist, but I'm also told that I whine too much and all I do is complain. I hear it from both sides. And so eventually, it just gets a little old having your integrity and your and your character questioned by strangers on the internet. So try to keep that in mind if you ever hear me smack somebody around because they, uh, <laughs> they all come in. They all come in with those comments. Brody. I'm sure you're going to outline how the loot is bad. Instead of giving us a specific loot to the nightmare, could the auto-completing one essence to masterwork be enough? Okay, first of all, the loot's not bad. The stats on the armor are bad, but the grenade launcher's good, the shotgun's good, the hand cannon's good, the SMG's good, uh, the auto rifle could be good, the sword and the machine gun could be good. Swords, machine guns, and auto rifles are kind of in a eh spot, but, oh, and the fusion rifle too. Uh, and the sniper, yeah, they're all they all have great roles. They all have great potential roles. I use the sniper from the lectern in the raid. I love the shotgun with my one-two punch because it's rapid fire. I think one ten hand cannons are going to become more popular. Uh, the more people that go into some of the challenging content, I think one ten hand cannons like the loud lullaby have a lot of potential. Um, and then uh, you can get a god roll on the grenade launcher. So I don't agree that the loot's bad. I think the loot actually has a tons of potential and is actually worth chasing. Um, uh, and, and, and machine guns are machine guns are just they need help machine guns need help but I, I do think that like auto completing an essence or tying the essences to um, to the nightmare hunt would be better didn't clarify within the nightmare hunt right I, I think that I don't know I think that if you if you completely invalidate the lectern and the way the essences are earned I think that's a risk but I do think there could be something like um, how about this complete activities on the moon is just filled in 100% when you run a nightmare hunt but you still have to get like X number of kills with an auto rifle like I think that's a fair trade you just don't want it to turn into like oh man all these essences maybe, maybe you have to go into a strike or maybe you have to run a lost sector or maybe you have to do a public event or maybe you have to turn in bounties you have to turn in like I think bounties for the boots I don't want to eliminate that so I think maybe there could be like a you know, maybe there could be like, a, oh, hey, uh, if you do a nightmare hunt at Master, it auto-completes some of the essence, but not all. Uh, as we said a little bit ago, we don't want to turn the game into a bunch of mini-games where you're ignoring public space strikes and other funnels of activities because it's like, well, I don't need to run them. I just run this over and over. There's a there's a uh, there's a dilution of the of the world and the feel that it has if you uh, if you do that. Mikey, off topic. But what are your favorite piece of content besides Nightmare Hunts? The dungeon. I I absolutely love that. I think the dungeon's super fun. Uh, and I know people are like, oh, it's too easy. Well, let's see what the new the, the, the data mines difficulty. If it if it's to be believed, uh, let's wait and see how that feels because I just think it's so fun. It's really really enjoyable. I also surprisingly enough. I really like the raid. I really like Garden of Salvation. Like Garden of Salvation um, has a really, really cool feel to it. I, it has a little bit of that wrath feel where I'm pivoting and kind of zipping around and helping people, and it has a cool feel to it. Um, I love both the raid uh, and and the dungeon. Um, so difficulty levels for the dungeon would be fantastic. the 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 Altar of Sorrows activity isn't bad. 
and I like it but I like it in small doses Escalation Protocol there was something different about EP I felt like I could kind of grind EP all day and maybe chat can try and put their finger on maybe why you think this is if you agree with me there is something about Altar of Sorrows that I'm just like, all right, I'm good. Woo, one time. <laughs> I am good. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for a break. Uh, I can't really do it that long. <laughs> Giggity. Um, Escalation Protocol uh, with, I'm sorry, let's be clear about something. Hang on a minute. Escalation Protocol with the full team was great it wasn't good randomly like right the, the altar of sorrows you get a, you get you can just kind of it feels like you're gonna kind of like more often go in with a random group ep took a while and i, I again ep with nine people all in the same instance all like working together was amazing and felt awesome and altar of sorrows when i'm done i'm like okay i'm good for the day <laughs> i'm good for the day i don't want to do that again now if they let you do the ep thing of like wave 5, go back to wave 4 wave 5, go back to wave 4 that'd be fun that'd be fun, I'm the opposite I can do alter all day, okay, it could just be totally subjective then, we're not getting we are not getting agreement in chat about this chat's not, chat's not siding with me so it could just be me, it could just be totally uh, subjective Uh, we had some subs come in here that I missed, MVP Ron with 3 months thank you, I hope you're still here, that was a while ago it was like 26 minutes ago, Vanguard with 25 months and 43 months from Admin Killer, that's a long time guys, thank you for those resubs Enviro do you think they should have matchmaking for Legend in Nightmare Hunts since the mods drop from there maybe they restrict the matchmaking to power level ETC I, I don't have a strong opinion here either way. Um, I can understand why they wouldn't want to do that. And again, you're, you, yeah, maybe, maybe restricting it to power level would be a good start. My only concern would be, even at Legend, you got to have some pretty decent synergy. And then maybe that's what they're trying to avoid. Is people being like, what the frick? This is awful. Can you do the thing? What are you doing in here? Well, yeah, you're 950, but my gosh, where's your, what are you, what are you wearing? Where's your exotic? Where's your Izanagi? Um, I never want, I never want to argue against solutions that could help players, but I am going to argue against solutions that don't universally help players. It could cause a lot of problems and a lot of frustration uh, if you have matchmaking and content that is that challenging and requires that amount of thoughtfulness. Um, T-Funk is saying, Legend is don't be stupid, Master is work together. I think don't be stupid is a tall order for, for a match made for match made activities. Uh, if you ran Menagerie or Reckoning, asking people to not be stupid can sometimes feel like you're literally asking them to do uh, brain surgery. Um, so, just one of those things. Um... It's just one of those things where I, I think you asking people asking people to be uh, not stupid, I think is a significant challenge sometimes. So it's a lot to ask for people. Uh, North J, do you think Bungie has brought D2 back alive with a new content or do you think there's still space for improvements? I think this is one of the best places uh, the game has ever been. Um, I actually have even argued this is better than Rise of Iron Age of Triumph. And now people are like, are you crazy? Listen, Rise of Iron didn't add much and Age of Triumph was only reskinned raids, okay? And I loved I loved both. So so hold on for just a second before you start ripping me to pieces here. 
I loved Wrath and I loved Rise and I loved Age of Triumph. But if we're honest, they didn't bring a whole lot to the table. Well, we got vendor refreshes. It was 90% junk. And then late in the season, late in the year, they, they had the they had the NPCs doing random rolls in the tower, which is dumb. That's not even content. That's you landing in the tower and running around. Um, and so if we're honest, if you look at all of the various pools right now that you can invest in, there is so much good in the game right now. This is probably the best as a hobbyist sort of game, as a live service game. They're owning their identity now more than they ever have. The depth of what you can do with the armor, your builds, um, the loot pursuit, we're in really, really good shape. And I know people are going to be like, well, that's subjective. I'm not really liking the season pass or I don't blah, blah, blah. Okay, I'm expressing what I think. And if you don't agree with it, that's fine. But I think the player base numbers really, really have my back here. Okay, Shadowkeep has been out for over a month. And in my experience, the player base numbers don't look this good a month in. So yesterday, PvE had 1.2 million players and Crucible had 1.1 million players. Okay, I'm here to tell you, 30 days after a content drop, both hoppers were almost never holding a million players. Okay, that's impressive. Usually two to three weeks in, everything would settle down into like 800,000 PvE, 600,000 Crucible. Okay, both hoppers a million players a day okay now i know there's crossover there there's players that are playing both okay but the free to play entry point and the rhythm of content is banging on all cylinders if you like destiny every week something's happening so you have to come check it out whether it's vessel of the lost the new dungeon the new difficulties in nightmare hunts iron banner right there is always something happening so in that lane okay in that lane fans of destiny are like this is great there's always something going on and then in another lane you've got new light players that a month later they're still playing if you're gonna if you're gonna act like oh it's only because of new light isn't that impressive then that four weeks after new light lands that many people are playing now you might push back and say how many people in there every day are brand new players who just grab new light doesn't freaking matter that's a success story in my book you have that many people interested in your game and your franchise five years into its life cycle d1 to d2 to now that's five years into the life cycle of the franchise those are impressive those are impressive numbers and again that doesn't mean I'm not trying to do fallacy of the group here. Like, well, look how many people are playing. I'm clearly right. I'm simply trying to assert and back it with the numbers that the game is being well-received right now. Now, you not liking it is not a refutation of like, clearly people are liking it. Clearly people are digging it. I mean, look how many people are playing. You know, I have a lot of new light players in my Discord. Their experience could be greatly improved if they want to keep people in the game. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's always lessons to learn. The, it, the new light idea is an experiment, right? Thank you for getting this up to Rowan's, uh, Miguel. Um, 1.5 million daily engaged probably means about 5 million weekly engaged. Right. That, that's, that's, that's a very impressive number. Yeah, anywhere from, we'll go low ball 3 million, upwards of 5 million a week are playing Destiny 2 is very, very impressive four weeks after the content drop four weeks okay so the beauty of that 
is that's only a third of a season so in 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 general if they can maintain these numbers throughout a season you remember what when was this i forget when this was somebody asked me like what did i think bungie's goal was with this new content structure and they were like do they think they're going to get this big surge of players and then try to maintain the big surge i said no i think they want a steady engagement number every every week and every day and then each season's supposed to i said this it's supposed to maintain those numbers and if they can maintain those numbers season to season to season that is very very valuable and again we're not going to get into the eververse debate but that's why the eververse is so important and so needed because the question would be how much revenue is really generated by those people only having to buy a ten dollar season or how many of them you know are spending zero dollars you know that that level of uh of of production and, and upkeep and maintenance uh and a company this size and a player base that size you you, you need revenue and I don't know if $10 a season's enough if the numbers are that healthy um, the good news would be hopefully tons of people even if even if even if a very small percentage of that many people are buying micros that that would help fund more content in the future and maybe future season passes and DLCs feel more substantive maybe they can expand maybe they can subcontract use other companies like they did in the past with High Moon and Vicarious Visions because if revenue is healthy it affords them those opportunities so Zombizzle. Do you think the artifact this season included hand cannon SMGs because they're really popular weapons? I think they wanted to slowly introduce people to the new system before they include less popular weapons. That's not a bad theory. I I personally don't like the idea of restricting it. Um, neither you know Paul Tassi wrote his article and he basically said uh, something very similar. Yeah, he just he doesn't like the idea that you can only use certain weapon types. Um, and I, I, I agree with him. I tend to agree with him. I think that there's a, um, there's, there's a, there's a risk there in saying, you know, we're going to limit the weapons you can use with the, with the artifact and the artifact mods, and we're going to limit what exotics can do. So I tend to agree with Paul Tassi. Um, <clears throat> that's, that's not abnormal. He and I see things, uh, similarly a lot. And I think that next season, it should not be limited to. Uh, it should not be limited to the um, the specific weapon types, and it shouldn't be limited to not including exotics. I think they definitely need to change those things. Michael, when will there be an update for nightmares so I can easily farm pinnacle weapons faster? Um, I don't this the, you don't there's no pinnacle weapons anymore and ritual weapons are not in nightmare hunts or if you're talking about farming for god rolls nightmare hunts are in a great place right now if you just need the currency um they're actually in a really really good place um so uh ritual crown of horns takes aim at stream on twitch what oh that's a new game I was like what is this um a real-time strategy, a year of rain. I don't really do real-time strategy games. Uh, this question's from Dr. Sprepper. Do you think the immunity phases would be more tolerable if they had more interesting mechanics uh, necessary during the immunity phases? Right now, when you hit an immunity phase, as it, all it means is the enemy spawn and you have to kill them before another DPS phase. I don't mind Nocris immunity phase because I need to throw orbs to break the crystals and I feel like I'm actively progressing. Um, I don't necessarily know if the throwing of the balls makes Nocris's fight better. Okay, 
what I'm doing while the boss is immune is irrelevant to the fact that there's an immunity phase, okay? Now, if the immunity phase was on a timer, then maybe I would be more accepting of it, right? Okay, you just broke their shield, you just did fill in the blank, you now have 10 seconds of damage. Do your best. And then they go immune, and then you gotta do it all over again. Whether I'm throwing orbs at crystals or killing nightmares, I mean, you're not doing much different in Nocris, right? You gotta kill two knights and throw orbs. I gotta kill two nightmares and pick up unstable essence if I want the damage buff. But we're not doing anything that is that vastly different. We're killing two particular targets, and then it leads to a damage phase. The main issue with the damage phases in the immunity in the nightmare hunts is that if you maximize damage for a damage phase, and you do 50-60% to of the damage, okay, you skip damage phases. That's the problem. Like, it, it, that doesn't happen in Nocris. If you get great first damage, oh dude, nice job, man. Oh dude, that was a great combination. We got this guy down to 50% health already. And then you kill the knights and you throw the balls at the crystals. You still get a damage phase. Like, you still get the, you, you, you still get another one. You know, the Vex Offensive boss. Yes, that's another example. Do the thing, grab the beams, pop his shield, get a damage phase. And it's clearly on a timer. And then the shield comes back up. And then you do it again. Nightmare hunts are easily, I think, the worst bosses in the game. They're terrible because of that mechanic. I love the idea. I can't do damage. They're kind of ethereal and see-through. These nightmares have to be killed. I kill them. They're now damageable. And if I want to maximize damage, there's a mechanic in the room to do that. I can grab the unstable. I can get mods from the other difficulties to maximize damage. They are convoluted and contradictory at best. You are literally equipping me to do more damage with unstable essence. You're equipping me to do more damage with mods that the activity gives me and then doing lots of damage is 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 somehow wrong <clears throat> it's somehow like oh you're not supposed to do it that way you're you're going to skip a damage phase if you do that you know 14 months from tate and 18 months from tn muggle thank you should immunity phases be triggered when you melt the boss too quickly I don't know about that because then it's like a song and dance of like too much damage, not enough damage, too much damage, not enough damage. I I don't necessarily know if that's if that's the right call either because in general I think having windows of damage is fine, okay? Having windows of damage is fine. What's not fine is having those windows of damage influence each other. Oh, you did too much damage on this first phase. So now your second phase, you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to just deal with the fact that you don't get one or and and the, and the big problem with the big problem with the nightmare hunts is is you deal with twice the amount of ads then. It's two nightmare hunts, a wave of those guys with shields and a wave of ads, and then you're like, "Oh, sweet, we got him." You know, we got him and then boom, and then and then oh, nope, there's more ads. Uh, PC population makes up. Oh, you're talking about something else. Okay, to maximize damage before an immunity phase is just kind of stupid. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I mean, when we were doing, people kept coming in and they were like, "Why are you trying to bake the boss with Novas? Why wouldn't you just try and stay alive?" And we're like, "Cause the boss fight is really freaking irritating." If I knew, imagine this: 
when we were doing Omnigol the other day, if I knew we could go in and two-phase Omnigol, we could come up with a strategy to two-phaser. Come in, get 50-60% to 60% damage, and then do it again after you earn the next damage phase, right? Or let's say 70%. We can go in and get 60-70% to 70% of the damage down, and then we gotta deal with the room, earn another damage phase, and then burn her down, right? But we can't do that. Because if we go in, and we do 60-70% of the damage, and then we get another round of adds, and then we earn a damage phase, it skips the damage phase because we did too much damage, and then we gotta do it, we gotta do it with the adds again. And it makes the fight it makes the fight break down. It's like this is stupid. What I don't understand. We did good damage and now we have to do two rounds of adds instead of just one. Um It again, it's contrary to everything they're giving you. They're giving you unstable essence to maximize damage, and they're giving you mods to maximize damage. And I think that that's dumb. Uh, Cranky Pants with six months. Thank you so much. That's a purple badge. Uh, Flying Mangoes. Do you think they will improve upon this type of activity in the next season or try something completely different? I have no idea. Foxtrot. I hope they improve on it. (coughs) Do you think if they were to incorporate the curated drops, similar to Black Armory, it should be based on the essence you are working on or based on the essence associated with Nightmare? Sorry, I took a funny breath there. <clears throat> I took like a funny breath and caught a little cough. Um, There's a couple of risks here. Number one, if it's just the essence of the nightmare, that means that you have to run some of the less enjoyable uh, nightmares. <clears throat> so the selfish and the lazy part of me is like, let me grab the essence that I want and then let me grind any nightmare because then I would just do... Uh, I would just do, um, what's its face? A gall. I would just do gall. I would just do the fanatic, right? I would just always go to whichever nightmare is the easiest to bake. Uh, Zydron isn't bakeable, but you can hide in a nice spot, right? Um, so the lazy part of me says, let me do any, any nightmare, okay? And then the other part of me that's kind of like logical is saying, well, that would be kind of silly, I should have to do if I want that gun from that that nightmare or, or that essence to complete. I should have to do that nightmare. Generally, the problem is, is let's say you're trying to complete the essence for Crota, you're not going to do that in his nightmare at the heart of difficulty. You're just going to do whatever it requires you to do. What a couple of bounties and some stuff on the moon or something. Um, it just I don't I don't think it would I don't think it would work. I think people would be like, "Well, who the frick cares?" Now, obviously if it's the fanatic, you're going to be really happy. It's the grenade launcher and you can complete the essence just by killing him. And he's an easy bake. If you follow our guide, it's an easy bake. Uh, that guide hit YouTube yesterday. Um, I don't know, did we make another guide yesterday? I don't think we did. No, we were trying to do Omnigol and we didn't. So, you know, the, the 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 fanatic guide is is available and you can do that one, but other than that, I I Oh, and Gaul's the shotgun. So, those two would be great, but I don't know if I'd want to be able to grab any of them and just get them auto-completed. Wicked Super Turtle. Do you think D2 should add loot exclusivity to the Nightmare Hunts? I mean, it'd be cool, but they kind of already are tied to the lectern. Uh, Illogical Clown. Since you mentioned the essence and receiving some degree of credit uh, for some of the various requirements in order to obtain the gun, what are your thoughts on having to reacquire the various weapon parts across each character? Do you feel that if you obtain the weapon part, for example, Horned Wreath of tr- for Tranquility, it should carry over? I don't have a strong opinion on this. It did seem like it should have just been account-wide. 
because I was trying to get Essence of Insanity to drop from a chest, which it doesn't seem possible. It seems to only drop from the Nightmare Hunt. Uh, I think people were, were confused about the, night, the the essences and where they got them those first couple of weeks. I don't think people were paying attention. And I think we got some bad intel. But anyways, we discovered that I actually had the Essence of Insanity on my Warlock. And I could buy it with, uh, with, you know, with the cores or whatever. And so I don't know if that's necessary. But I also don't know if it's necessary to go like oh the first time I get it is the only time I'm not going to argue strongly for it being account wide but my preference would be it should be account wide if I get essence of insanity and I go and do that first initial thing right I find the the horned wreath for tranquility right and I do it and then the essence is available at the table yeah my preference is that that should be account wide that doesn't need to be per character you know um but I'm not going to be that upset about it. And the reason why is there's a weekly sort of ritual and rhythm to the nightmare hunts anyway. Each character, if you're trying to level and you're doing everything, should be booting up and playing all three of them, which means then you're getting all of the essences slowly over time, and then that's okay. So I'm not going to come at this very hard. Um, so declared legend. Why do you think endgame PvP has consistently taken a backseat to PvE and Destiny 2? No trials, 4v4, Iron Banner being kind of funky. Well, I think it's because it's harder to turn that rudder. I think they created a lot of uh, they created a lot of long-standing problems with D2 vanilla, the the lane camping, the double primary, uh, the lane watching. I think a lot of that created problems uh, for um, for PvP, and I think those problems are far-reaching. I think those problems make it really, really tough to implement changes, uh, implement... So if you're trying to do endgame trials right now, the number one concern is that there's a lot of really, you know, year one strategies and and, and choke point watching and team shot strategy that are going to be really, really popular. Um, I think that because of that I don't know if they can ever really put that back in the box or or re re-sew that sweater it's kind of come it's it, it's kind of come unraveled um so yeah the ad free thing is for subs the ad free is not is not in the title it's a command and the command is there for you to use for information so whether it's the shirt command or the ad free command so shirt is in the title too I, that's not telling you that I'm wearing a shirt it's telling you that we have a shirt command um but it is good. It is good to know that I am, in fact, wearing a shirt, and I'm not a uh, shirtless streamer. For those of you that are terrified of uh, of nipples, um, so I think that's the biggest problem. Um, is that when when you try to do end game PvP right now, PvP went through a pretty nasty uh, and bad metamorphosis in year one. And a lot of that is kind of still around. There's, and I don't mean this in a disparaging way, but to picture it, there's a lot of year one Crucible players that are kind of like a growth on the side of Crucible and they're not really going away. And they kind of, they make play flow and play style and a lot of the maps really unenjoyable. Um, And there's no, it's not their fault, right? They were sort of trained to play that way. But that playstyle doesn't really jive with like the D1 playstyle and the D1 trials playstyle. So if 
if they're trying to implement trials right now, I think that's probably their biggest concern is that meta shifts like that and the way that community members decide that they're going to play a certain way. I would never tell them you're playing the wrong way. You should not be using that weapon or sitting on that lane. But I think it's fair to say that playstyle leaves a lot to be desired for for people that maybe enjoyed a different playstyle in D1 and a different map and a rhythm flow. And that's why there's this sort of there's this sort of conflict in the community about year one players you're seeing it everywhere right uh, true vanguard deleted a tweet because he just expressed the fact that he missed destiny one and trials and the way that it played and people accused him of being toxic um and ryan's probably the nicest voice in the community about those things i think some of the other like hardcore players they can be a little they can be a little smarmy about it but it starts to feel like there's this line in the sand of like we prefer the old destiny playstyle the d1 playstyle and all of you destiny dads who sit around with pulse rifles are kind of ruining the game right and that that line in the sand and that conflict of people being like what's wrong with playing this way right what's wrong with playing this way it works i get kills I put my kids to bed. I don't freaking care about your sweat band, sweat head tournament thing that you're doing on the weekends. I just want to kill some guardians in the crucible and this pulse rifle and this position on the map with my buddy here is a great way for me to do that. And I, I, that person's right. There is nothing wrong with playing that way. It's rewarded with a lot of victory and a lot of success on a lot of the maps. But because of that, um, I'll make a parallel here. I'll make a parallel. Before they had reboot cards in Fortnite, there were people that would play Fortnite squads and they would squad fill and they would play like it was team deathmatch. And I absolutely hated playing against those people because they would land in your city. They would corner one of your teammates because somebody's going to get a bad drop. Somebody's going to get a bad weapon drop. And they would basically bum rush that person and get the kill and thirst them, completely eliminate them. And then we would find that player and kill them and send them back to the lobby. But now we've just started a squad game and we're down a man, right? That's why reboot cards are so nice. But those players were infuriating because to a certain degree, they were playing in a way that was sort of contrary to the play flow and the style of squads in Fortnite. You should be with your team and making intelligent decisions about surviving longer than two minutes. But younger player all they care about is getting a couple kills so they can brag to their friends and have a little clip of them rushing in a room and getting somebody with a shotgun and that's all that matters to them they live in the freaking lobby right now i a lot of times wrongly sort of sounded like somebody that was like those people are playing wrong they should play the way that i want them to play it's understandable that it's frustrating it's like can you freaking go with your team and try to live longer than 60 seconds instead of just trying to get an elimination on my friend because we would like to play the rest of the squad game together right that's why rezzing your teammates is so nice in br you you know oh you're down no worries i'll get you reboot cards were a nice iteration thank you uh apex legends so the, the, the same thing is going on here like I think a lot of times people are expressing their frustration with how like there's this sort of growth and this pocket of the community that is sort of like uh, if you guys could kind of stop playing this way the game could be very different and saucy and more like it was in D1 
number one, asking those people to play different is like, uh, that's kind of ludicrous. You're asking them to play differently. Like they're getting kills and having fun. That's it, right? You, you can't you ask them to play differently. Seems kind of silly. And in Destiny One, there was just there was more of a sauce and more of a and more of a uh, a razzmatazz. And I think the problem is now you have this. And and as Jake said on the Rageless Roundtable, there's pretty big issues right now anyway. Get rid of the cheaters, turn off the artifact in PvP, and once you get beyond those sort of like undeniable issues, like it's there's no denying that cheaters need banned for forever, like IP equipment banned, um, immediately and for forever. Never come back to Destiny. Frick you, we don't want you here. Um, and I mean that with every fiber of my being. Literally, frick you and never come back. And same to people who cheat in Fortnite. Um, you are literal, you're a disease in the gaming community. Go away. Uh, but, you know, artifact being turned off, that we maybe we could debate that, but like, it does seem to be kind of breaking things. So let's set that to the side. Like, those are things that probably need addressed. When you look at the, 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 the community in Crucible, um, in, in Destiny right now, I think you have like those, those two camps of people, um, and those two camps of people are not going to change their mind. They're not. So the Destiny dads, and I don't say that disparagingly, by the way, the Destiny dads who love their who love their cheesy, what you might consider like a cheesy build, their pulse rifles and their one-eyed masks and their team shot, they're not going to change their mind. They're not going to suddenly start playing like, you know, uh, little Sonic and Lumi. They're not going to try and play at that level. They don't care. That's not something, they're not going to hit those headshots. You know, you saw that clip from Anbu. Anbu comes back and it's just like, un- just bam, 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 with that freaking thorn. Like, oh, his clip was disgusting. They're never going to play at that level. They don't want to. So, there's always going to be that, that internal conflict in the player base. So this is a long answer to your question. But when Bungie attempts to do something like, uh... I- implement trials or something end game with PvP or something that's more hardcore or like a ranked playlist. I think it's significantly challenging because this is the challenge that Bungie faces in PvE too, but I think it's easier to meet this challenge. You have the casuals and the hardcore and they both love the game equally, but they play it totally differently. And in PvE, they can create like a spectrum like they did with Menagerie where anybody can go in and play, but the hardcore player is definitely getting loot more often. And that's why difficulty spectrum is so helpful, right? The hardcore player can ramp things up and it's really freaking tough and it's 980 and you need teammates and you need to be thoughtful about your your build. And casual Carl over here can boot up matchmake. He can go into the stuff. He can get the stuff done. Both Nightfalls and Nightmare Hunts. He can enjoy the content. He can get the guns at a slower pace. Okay, that spectrum of player, I think, is easier to satisfy with a spectrum of content in PvE. I think it's significantly more challenging to satisfy the Destiny Dads and the Sweatheads of Crucible. They're just never going to meet in the middle, and they're never going to play in a way that that sort of works. Um, and I think it was really, really hard that... I think it was a lot harder to be a Destiny dad in D1. I think it was. It was harder. Map design, it was a lot tougher to handhold and, and watch lanes because the map design was very different. The flow of the game was very, very different. And so, and again, I have nothing against Destiny dads. I love them. They're, they're, they're a major part of the game. 
Um, so that's a really, really long answer to your question, but I think that's the primary reason Bungie just sort of stalls out and is like, what do we do? You know, they're doing these tests for, for crucible labs for elimination, but I don't, I just don't know. They're, they're going to have to eliminate 80% of the maps. So many of the maps right now would be horrible in trials because it would literally be get that first pick by lane camping and then just shove just shove in there with recluses and shotguns you know or whatever like you probably would run double primary you'd probably run double primary you'd probably run a pulse and a recluse or a mita and a recluse and you get those lane camp kills because if you peek and two people shoot you with mita or two people shoot you with pulses at that level you are dead and then they're going to shove in with recluse and they're just going to be a 3v2 spray and I think a lot of the maps would just that's what it would turn into and devolve into now that doesn't mean there can't be good moments where the 2v3 wins and the 2v3 comes out on top but um I think that's one of the biggest problems right now is those worlds are going to collide in that kind of hardcore environment of trials and it's going to be not that great um yeah seven electron should Bungie bring back three of coins so a prime drop in the open world has increased chance of being exotic I like this implementation of three of coins it's a bit of an evolution of it uh, I think they could do a whole lot more with with um, Zer so I could target drops I would love to be able to go to Zer and comb through his an entire inventory of the exotics like we do in collections and say okay anything I've ever earned before I can buy a token for that and then for that entire week that has a high drop chance in any place that drops exotic so I could be like I want to get a god roll shards of Galanor I want to get a god roll Nezerax and I grab that token from Xur at a pretty significant cost and then that entire week if I'm grinding nightfalls where exotics tend to drop that's the one that is most likely to drop for me giving me a way to grind for rolls but not just re-roll with glass needles or something Gamma Trap. If Destiny had dedicated PvP servers, a mode with standardized gear and a spectator mode, do you think a minor league sports uh, esports could emerge? Also, where did you get your glasses? What the frick, Gamma Trap? I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so you're asking a pretty, a, this is a pretty big question, right? Dedicated servers. Okay, by and large, you started in the right place. If there's ever going to be an esports scene, you need dedicated servers. Standardized gear. And a spectator mode. Yeah, obviously you need a spectator uh, spectator mode. So, um, standardized gear. Here's the biggest dilemma with standardized gear. Yes, that's the best way to have balance. And yes, that's the best way to say each team is on a level p- uh, playing field. Okay? However, it is, it is not Destiny. And I would, be wo- I would be worried that it would just sort of feel like a Halo wannabe. Um and wouldn't get traction people be like this isn't destiny this just feels like a halo wannabe also standardized gear doesn't address the differences in the supers and the abilities and uh man oh man i just don't know i just don't know um it i think bungie has something special with the way this game feels as a shooter but the minute you dw- you whittle this down into just being mainly a, a, a shooter, you lose you lose destiny in the process. It because if you if, if if supers, if abilities, 
if exotics, if gear, if if god rolls are suddenly not even a part of the equation anymore, is it gonna feel like Destiny? Right? This just is like this is just like freaking Halo. This is like Halo in the Destiny world. Like it's just a bunch of just guns. It's just guns. You know? Brand new pride sub from Broski. Thank you. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes and enjoy ad-free viewing. If you guys are sick of seeing ads on Twitch, when you sub to my channel, you'll never see ads when you're here. Um, I'd say keep supers and abilities. <sighs> That's just where the debate would probably land then, Gamma. That's where the debate would land. If the guns were standardized and everybody could use the same guns, then and the maps were balanced, then it would just turn to that. It would just turn to that. We can only run one of this subclass. These guys are all stacking three of this subclass. Freaking Jacob. That's where the debate would 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 trend would tend toward. Um, and again and again, the more pieces of Destiny you take out, the less like Destiny it's gonna feel. The less chance of success it would have as a Destiny esport. Um. So, and the thing that kills me, the thing that kills me, and we've talked about this before, sometimes Ambrosif is here, it is such a shame for them to never get this right, because their game feels like none other. The, 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 watching someone who is really, really good at this game with, the, with, with their target acquisition and hitting their shots, it just, oh, it feels, it feels good, it feels good, and it is a shame. It is a shame for them to never get it right. I want them to get it right, but I would worry that in the process, we would come out on the other end and be like, Destiny Esports doesn't feel like Destiny. So are you going to lose that razzmatazz and that spark and that entertainment factor? Like watching Lumi manage, what was it? But you know, He manages that one point by himself. It's like C or whatever on that map. Would we get a moment like that where Lumen goes crazy in in this version of Destiny we're trying to create this esports? I wonder. I wonder if it'd be possible. Really hard. You start taking the magic and the razzmatazz out, and you're left with a very boring and, and, and just another arena shooter. With some supers. Uh, Pescado Duarte says, we hear a lot about Lou Grind not being in the best place, uh, but it's probably in the best place it's ever been. Uh, were we much happier in D1, D2, DLC before today, or just being Salty Guardians? I feel like there's always going to be a pocket of the community that complains, and I feel like people are looking back with rose-colored glasses. There was almost nothing going on in Year 3 Destiny 1. Rise of Iron was small. Uh, and beyond that, there was no trickle of content. There was nothing really added. And then Age of Triumph was good, and I loved it. But I loved it as a raider and a streamer. There was still like if it, 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 that was it. That was all you could do each week was run your three raids, and then you were done. There was nothing else going on at the time. I think the I think the game is in a great spot right now. Uh, I'm gonna highlight this question. Bacon Blade Stream. Let's see where we are. Okay, we're good. We're gonna we're gonna crash through these questions, and then we're gonna do some raids. Um, I gotta be honest I wouldn't mind having a simple mode with Razzmatazz uh, keep the best of the game but give those PvP sweats who want a truly competitive shooter a place to flex I there's a part of me that agrees with you Gamma but then there's another part of me that's like no one would freaking play that that's a, that's, that's, a, that's a, a percentage point of a percentage point of a percentage point of the community that would actually want that but there's a part of me that agrees with you I would love to sh- I would love to shoutcast a game where you got guys like Lil Sonic and Lumi and all those guys just 
going nuts with really really good gun you know gunplay and positioning and stuff but then there's another part of me that's like would anybody even care or want to play it or watch it they'd be like this isn't destiny again i feel conflicted on it as an experiment oh, i'd love to see it but i just think almost nobody would engage with it you're probably right i did a poll and over half said they'd like to try it out trying it out and then continuing to enjoy it and play it i think i think a lot of people would fall off be like it doesn't feel good i don't like it you know uh, do you think Titans will be nerfed anytime soon? I have no idea. This this discussion is is always like, why are Titans so strong? Why are Titans so fast? I feel like maybe it's overstated. Uh, 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 it's overstated a lot, but I also think One-Eyed Mask does need addressed. Domo, do you think Bungie might implement different game loops and adopt lectern mechanics and other vendors? I would love them to do that. Again, I, as I said, I would love Ikora system to, to, to span to other NPCs. Uh, Josh with a spoon. Lono, I don't know if something like this was ever in Destiny at any point, but how would you feel if light level progression was tied to the difficulty of the activity? For example, start with patrols and then slowly progress your way to harder activities until you ultimately get to the raid. I mean, I would be okay if they continue to go into the direction where uh, they are leveling you based off of XP and you get more XP from harder difficulty and then so you level up faster if you're running hard stuff I'd be okay with that uh, Cashy 2 do you think Destiny 2 should be a game for casuals if someone spends more than 10 hours a week on this game it'd be nice for Destiny 2 to be scaled towards harder content I mean everyone complains about Iron Banner I think you have a dungeon, a raid, and you have master difficulty nightmare hunts and master difficulty nightfalls and a really, really long burn grind for god roll stat rolls on armor and leveling armor all the way up to levels of 10 energy. I I think you're understating how much there is for hardcore players. H22 Accord. Do you think the artifact mods have effectively made us leave old gear behind? Recluse rules PvE, but I haven't used Midnight Coup in months because of no mod slot. That's That's a good point. There is a soft push away from the really, really old stuff. That is true. Uh, this is another reason why I said I believe year three gear should have an extra slot right here. I should be able to run minor spec and I should have an artifact slot because this is a year three weapon so I can run anti-barrier and minor spec. And then if I want to run recluse, that's fine, but I can't run anti-barrier and minor spec. It's a soft push. Recluse is still good. Recluse still works. Recluse can still be your anti-barrier go-to if you're going into content like that. But if you want to run both, suddenly that year three weapon is a little bit more appealing. Not by much. Again, not by much. It's just that it's just one extra mod slot. I, I agree with you. And I think that gives credence to the argument that I've made before that they should do that. They should leave behind the old gear by limiting what it can do. And that's one way of doing it. It still works. You can still infuse it. You can still use it. Nobody's taking it from you, but it's missing this nice new crispy thing that this thing has. And they're doing that on the armor for Frick's sake, right? I got this undying mod slot right here that gives me more things and more reason to run it over, you know, uh, oh, substitution ally is new. Sorry. Um, I don't even know if I have any old gear in here anymore uh, to compare it. I think I deleted it all. So they did it with armor already. Uh, Baby Kane boy, do you think that Destiny gets too repetitive? I played since one. I seem to get bored. All games get repetitive. You have to ask yourself how long you're going to run a content loop for, and if you get bored, play something else. I, that's just the truth. Every game has a repetitive content loop. Um, so, uh, 
Easy E. Do you think Nightmare Hunts will be brought up to future power level increases? How do you think the content will function with difficulty levels going forward? I don't think we're getting a gear bump every season. I don't. I think we're leveling the artifact and the difficulty spectrum is going to stay the same. Robbie Astral. So, for someone who has not played D2 in a bit, uh, wanting to get back into it, does Destiny hold uh, a road that's worth following currently in its makeup, or is it is the world expand still centering around loot pinnacle drops that everyone's just rushing towards, blindly leading the new recruits through the same process? Uh, and if so, Lono, should the direction change in some way to strengthen the road untold for the Traveler? I don't honestly know what you're really driving at here. Um, I think the game's in a great spot. There's plenty to do and chase. Casuals and hardcores alike can chase what they feel like. Uh, Ghost Killer. Hey, Lona, love the channel. What do you believe the next season's content will look like without DLC? I think, as I've said, Vex Offensive and the seasonal content for Undying was intentionally thin. It was intentionally thin because it was attached to Shadowkeep. I believe that the winter, spring, and summer seasons will all get bigger and more substantive as we go. That's a similar pattern to the annual pass last year. Novum Zero. Do you think Bungie needs to go deeper with the RPG aspect, skill trees 2.0, or save it for D3? I don't know how much iteration they can do or want to do on skill trees, but I could see them... I, I would rather have them do more with weapons and weapon perks right now. Ashen Hollow. Do you think that the mods are supposed to help drive uh, people to take different roles for high-level hunts? 100%, yes. We do different things. I run something for the barrier. These guys run high damage to take out the champions. It's really, really fun. Kurama. I like the fact that Destiny is free-to-play now. It gets people in the door. With this being said, how do you think Bungie can keep people from hacking uh, and cheating with Trials Returns? I feel like this activity could be ruined if it doesn't get handled properly. Oh, it could be totally ruined. Like, let's not understate how frustrating it is to play against cheaters right now, okay? Sorry, I had to take a drink of water. Let's not understate how frustrating it is to play against them right now. It's it's irritating. It's going to be even more irritating if you're on a trials card and you don't go flawless because you face cheating scumbags who should be permanently banned from the game forever. Equipment banned. Like, that's simple. Scan their computer. You just scan their computer and you get the the net ID or the modem ID, whatever you got to get to to hardware ban these scumbags and never let them back, ever, okay? If you don't do that, then you're always, your trials can be just decimated. It's, it'll be decimated. IP ban doesn't do much because it can get another IP. So... I know Bungie has always been hesitant to do like big, big swings of the permanent ban hammer, but it is needed. It is needed. And I think you got to do a hardware ban on these people. There's got to be a way that Steam could come up with. There needs to be anti cheat software. The anti cheat software should be able to scan your hardware because I'm fairly certain there are like identification numbers on your Ethernet card, essentially that you can't change and when they scan that number if they ban you you're done you never come back ever and good riddance again you're a disease in the community you need to be removed you're horrible you ruin oh why get so dramatic about cheating anybody who says that is a freaking idiot seriously you're just an idiot so i it is li- you are literally reaching into the entertainment experience of someone else and ruining it 
you're ruining it. Like you, it, it, and again, to protect the integrity of their game, right? You got to protect the integrity of the game, the, the integrity of the game. How are you going to get new players? How are you going to get players to buy anything? How are you going to get players to do anything? If all they're ever dealing with is cheaters It happened with Fortnite, it happened with apex, get them out of here. I don't care. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're in phase and you cheat in Fortnite or if you cheat in Destiny. Lifetime ban, man. Lifetime ban. Out of here. Bye. And good riddance. Like, there's no, there's just, I don't know. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. So, just, I, people, people are acting like it's not a big deal. Sometimes people act like, oh, you know, give them another shot or why do you care so much if people cheat and it's like dude if I sit down to watch a movie a TV show or play a video game that is my form of entertainment and you should not be allowed to ruin that like you just shouldn't like I paid my money I bought my game I come in here expecting a certain level of 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 fun and you're ruining it and you're breaking terms of service so you don't you don't deserve another shot like you're scum. You know, you know what I'm saying? So, that's I and, and and I think Bungie may have to take a really hard swing at this and really really implement something that is a lot uh a lot more a lot more extreme than the way they've handled up to now. So, it it needs to be pretty harsh. Uh and that's going to do it for Q&A. We're going to switch to some raids. I don't know if there's people around to raid. If you're around to raid, uh it looks like we got some people. We got four people ready to go. I'll make number 5. So if you want to get into the on deck waiting room in Discord, uh and there we go. That's a full team. We got Domo, T-Funk, Rain, Pugs and Vreek. We got everybody. Well, Damien's in there too if we need him. I don't know uh if anybody is still if anybody stepped away. So, um if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. Uh, and if you're here live right now, we're going to keep streaming, so stick around and click follow. Click the follow button if you've enjoyed this segment. As always, please like, share, and subscribe.